Hello and welcome. <laughs> Matt, this can't become a thing. You're going to throw me off every time. We just delay it's everything. Thing. It's a thing now. Hello and welcome to episode 104 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxman. I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Matt. Hello. James. Hello. And Brody. Hello. Now, guys, today is the E3 Spectacular, E3 2023, year are we in? 2017 Spectacular. Uh, so we're going to be devoting all of, all of today's show talking about E3. Are we all, we all cool with that? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Uh, so I thought the best way to handle this would just be kind of like go through each conference one by one, um, excluding the PC game show, because I don't think we care about that one. Am I right there? So no one's going to be particularly upset if uh, I leave ex- that one out? Excuse me. Yes, I will be upset because they announced uh, a remaster of one of the greatest PC games of all time. So what well, do you just want to talk about that now, Matt? What was that? Okay, that was uh, Age of Empires is getting a full 4K HD remaster on PC. Cool. All right, moving on. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and clearly it was either something you guys never played or in Ewan's case, he, I don't think he was even born at the time. I played Age out. of Empires 3. I really dug Age of Empires 3. You were like five when that came out, right? No, no. I, I remember I used to go in school early because it was on the computers, and if you got to school early, you could play it, and I was like in year Ooh. seven. That was really exciting. Yes. That's, a, that's yeah. a pretty cool school. And like the cheat Did- codes, like Big Daddy, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, do I you, remember Big Daddy. Do you remember it ICBM. coming in Nutri-Grain? Yes, I do remember that. Yes. <laughs> So do you share Matt's excitement that it's coming, being remastered then? No. <laughs> no. Isn't it, it... it seems like a weird game to remaster. Like, just do a new one. Yeah, but that team's dead, and now they're stuck in, you know, Halo Wars, maybe. I don't know. The people who could do it. But if they own the it. property, like, how hard is it to get, like, a different team to I'm produce something the same thing? I'm surprised it's not coming quite hard. Xbox at all, but, you know. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, oh, well. so we got that out of the way. Should we? Yeah. Uh, should we talk about some of the other conferences? Should we go uh, so let's, instead of like going, yeah, well, sort of. I've, I thought we'd go through like the the, pub, the like the publishers first, the three major publishers, uh, and then go like into hardware manufacturers as well. Like, I don't quite know how to separate what the terminology is to I'll separate say, those two. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, because um, they're all publishing stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not anyhow, much. so I thought we'll go EA. It's easier if we just spell it out. EA, Bethesda, Ubisoft, Xbox, Sony, Nintendo. So let's start with EA. Um, and without sort of like going into every sort of like announcement that there was, maybe we can all just sort of share our favorite announcement or our standout announcement of each conference. Sound cool? Yeah. Look at us. We're organizing this on the fly. It's all good. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Brody, let's start with you then of EA's conference. What was it that stood out to you? Yeah, there wasn't a lot for EA as far as I'm concerned. Um, you had your usual sports stuff and all that sort of uh, jazz, but I think um, A Way Out was probably the game that stood out to me the most. <coughs> mm-hmm. Like, I'm really into cinematic games, and I, I like Brothers a lot, so I think that'll be pretty good. Yeah, I'm totally agreement with you there. A Way Out looks awesome. I, I love the ambition of, like, a, uh, a split-screen co-op game sort of coming out in this day and age. And for them to sort of just come out and say, like, this is really intended for you to play side-by-side each other with each other on the couch. Yeah, like, um, I don't even think there's a single player. Like, you have to play co-op. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's that's in, that's insane. And they, they can play it online, which, you know, is, is good. But yeah. um, I love that they're saying, like, yeah, this is really intended for you to sit down with a sibling or a friend and, and play through it and share that story together. Um, yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, what about yourself, Matt? What did you think? Uh, yeah, I, I really liked I really liked the way out. Uh, I kind of liked the uh, uh, 
the reveal of all the you know FIFA 18 for the Switch uh, mm-hmm. in particular. Um, Even though they're not doing a lot with that, like I'm sort of given the impression that it's going to be pretty much a rehash of like previous FIFA games rather but than staying true to what I think that's, like, they've done. I think more. that's that's the thing. That's the thing about um, buying it on the Switch compared to buying it on a console is. I don't want to get into 100% depth and do all the stuff. I just want to play soccer, you know, on the Switch. So, you know, if it's not as built up as the, you know, the console versions, if there's not as much or whatever, I don't mind that. Um, You know, I'm a casual FIFA player. I'm not a hardcore FIFA player. So, you know, I I don't mind if it's cut down. I don't mind if it doesn't get a, you know, a yearly release compared to, you know, if it's a legacy uh, version, then, you know, that's cool. So, Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, what about you then, James? Was it sports that would took your fancy? Need <laughs> no. speed payback, um, perhaps? Nah. Nothing. No. Nothing. My mine's really boring, but I really liked seeing Star Wars, like the prequel stuff. In a that's star- not boring at all. Oh, that's okay. awesome. But it's, it's like, like a way out is like I feel like I should be doing that by principle because it's like new and they're trying something, but like different. But I don't know. Like Battlefront was really good to me, but I thought you know. This would be so much better with the prequel stuff, and the engine was so good, so mm. I just thought it'd be great to see it all in action, and we did, and I know it, I leaked. it did leak, so that was a bit shit. Can't <laughs> wait to hate sand in the prequel mode. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a mode where you just have to... Yeah. The floor it is does lava, look, but sand. It does <laughs> look really <laughs> impressive as well, and it was, I think, like the only game out of all of E3 that they had like a live sort of playthrough like there in their conference like i don't oh, think that any of the other right. conferences that yeah well they went for like three like 30 sorry 30 minutes right they had like uh, a full sort of match with two teams pitted against each other like right there in the auditorium and i like you we're, we're sort of used to you know someone from naughty dog kind of coming out and standing on the stage with a controller in hand and actually like, playing through the game demo in front of everyone and we didn't see a lot of that this year but like EA, to their credit, did that with Battlefront, and it looked and played awesome. So, yeah, I, I am getting more and more excited by Battle, with Battlefront by the minute, I reckon. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super keen for it. Um, The campaign's, like, a nice touch, but even... I, I didn't really care about a campaign as much. Mm. Um, In the first one, I just enjoyed, you know, all the locales and the weapons and all that stuff just being seen in that in that engine. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's cool. I think, like, they're just so self-aware with what was wrong with the first game, and I really like that they're really addressing it all with two. And I know that's, yeah. that kind of also, to be cynical, that kind of means everyone who bought the first one was really just, like, testing it, I guess. But, like, you know, yeah, I'm excited. I, mean, I suppose so, I suppose so. But uh, I did sort of appreciate, I don't know if you did, like, um, them coming out, sort of saying we listened to a lot of a lot of the positive feedback as well as, like, a lot of the constructive criticism. I was like, okay, that, yeah. that puts it Sur- very, very well. <laughs> surprisingly self-aware. Like, yeah. a lot yeah. of the time they, t- they talk, like, you know, very, very, like, you know, cl- clinically, like, PR speak, I guess, is the way to put it. And it's just this time I just felt like they didn't have their own heads up their asses, which was really nice. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, we also saw uh, NBA Live 18 revealed there, uh, as well as Anthem, which I'm sure we'll discuss a little later on. Um, Battlefield 1 also got a DLC announcement, which uh, looks pretty neat. It's got me tempted to go back into Battlefield 1, but let's move on to Bethesda now. Uh, Brody, back to you. What stood out for you at, during Bethesda's conference? Um, I liked the look of Wolfenstein. I liked the look of uh, The Evil Within, but I think the thing that had me sort of most excited was um, that they're bringing... And it wasn't announced necessarily in 
the conference, but you found out later that uh, the Doom VFR game is coming to PlayStation. Mm. Uh, and uh, I think the more support that that platform gets, the better. So um, mm-hmm. while I don't like games that sort of do the whole transport uh, for movement sort of thing, but um, I get that's sort of all you can do these days. Um, while VR is, is in its infancy, but um, with a game yeah, like I th- Doom, like it has to be, it'd be too fast otherwise. No. Yeah, you'd get you'd feel pretty sick, I'd imagine. But um, I think they have slowed down the like the enemy movements, though, right? Like it is a bit more. Um, yeah, it, yeah. From from sort of basic footage, it looks like it might be a tad slower, but um. Yeah, so, yeah, I just think that's um, a step in the right direction for VR in general. Yeah, 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 no, I agree. Um, what about yourself, Matt? What stood out for you? Uh, probably the Dishonored spinoff. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, anything Dishonored is really cool. I like the world they created, uh, and, you know, I feel we need more of that world. So I reckon that's probably my favorite thing. Uh, following up on that, I just love that they keep, they keep going on with Wolfenstein as well. Um, so yeah, pretty keen on both of those. Yeah. Like as someone that's, I didn't play the last Wolfenstein game, nor did I play the evil within, uh, and seeing the sequels for these two games. Now I am like so keen on going back and playing those. I feel like there's kind of like a little bit of a lull to it might be <coughs> the last lull that we get before sort of the, the holiday or the sort of like Q3, Q4 sort of rush starts to hit. So those are two games that I might have to go back and play if I can find the time. Um, what about your, yourself, James? Um, do you think like this being Bethesda's sort of third conference, they were they were given a bit of uh, a bit of stick for this one. Maybe not for showing like a not not for releasing a Fallout or any uh, Elder Scrolls news. Um, um, but was it there enough sort of content in here that interests you? Uh, personally, me yes. Like I think that the Skyrim thing was really cool. Like I know it's a really small thing. Um, you, you mean Skyrim coming on Switch? Um, more so, we knew that already. But like I guess Link. Um, you can get Link's clothes in it with the Master Sword. That's a really cool little thing that I guess mm. Nintendo fans will appreciate. And I know a lot of people. I know it sounds so stupid, but a lot of people I know who will act, who have never played Skyrim are going to play it now because of that. Mm. Um, so strange. Um, <laughs> but the the highlight, like for me, was like I don't know if it's Wolfenstein or the Evil Within. I'm more tempted to say the Evil Within because I didn't think it would ever happen. Um, mm. The first game was just so hard and so inaccessible like i didn't think they would make another one because i didn't i I'm, but it did sell really well i guess but yeah wolfenstein looks great as well uh i love the fact that you know that that old lady what i think her name's frau in the game or irene she's like back as the villain because mm. there's, there's like obviously you and you might find out if you, st- if you play the first game but she's just the most like intimidating old lady i've ever seen in a video game like, yeah, she looks it. I'm looking at the gif we've got on the uh, our wrap up of uh, Bethesda at the moment, and she does look pretty pretty menacing. Anyone who's played the first game, like, there's an amazing scene on the track on a train where you talk to her for the first time, and it's just so tense. It's just really well done, and mm. it looks like they've mm. kind of got that tone in the new game as well, which is really cool. Um, now I've 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 heard with Wolfenstein. Sorry to interrupt you for a second okay. there, but like I I loved Doom last year. Like I had so so much fun with Doom. I've heard that it sort of handles in a very sort of same way, like a very similar way. The the gameplay and the gunplay kind of feels quite alike. It's very Is um that... yeah, it's very like non pretentious. Like run forward, shoot Nazis, win. Okay, do you know what I mean? Like sure, yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's got like it's surprisingly well written though. Like the characters and the story are very um very. It's hard. I don't want to like ruin it, but it's just good. Like it's mm. it's surprisingly it's got a lot of depth to its writing. Whereas Doom is more like fuck a story and let's just you know 
send you through hell, shoot lots of demons. Yeah. Whereas it's I got feel a lot like of personality with Wolfenstein, yeah, Wolfenstein has its own personality as well. But like the writing is just quite strong, and like the main character has a lot of introspective monologues throughout the whole thing, and it's just really like dark and gritty. But it has a really good tone, I guess. Yeah, uh, so I would will, you... Uh, that trailer that came out, I absolutely loved the tone in it. Like, the, the Nazis sort of coming into the diner and, like, ordering the milkshake. and that was It's got those, of, like, yeah, really... it's got those, like, Tarantino-esque yeah, moments. Yeah, that's exactly and, like, what it's like, yeah. Those, like, you, Alfred Hitchcock that... moments where, like, they show you the bomb under the table, but they don't tell any of the characters, and you, but you know something's going to happen, like, that kind of stuff. It's just a good yeah. mix of styles. It's just really good, and I'm so glad mm. they're doing a second one. And I'm glad BJ's back. Since you were about to make a joke, Matt, what were you going to say? I... No, I've, it's too late. The now. moment's passed. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I was uh, all right, well, let's move much. on to Ubisoft's conference there. There might be room for you to make another joke, Matt. Um, let's start with you, actually, Matt. What, what stood out for you with Ubisoft's conference? Uh, I, I hated the idea initially, but I think Mario and Rabbids kind of looks a little bit fun. Yeah. Um, so what and, makes you say that? What sort of brought you around there? I don't know. It's just something different, you know, that we we haven't really seen in, in the Mario universe. And I think it could be a good thing. Um, it just, like, it makes makes me hate myself a little bit, though, because uh, <laughs> Rabbids are basically, like, the video game equivalent of Minions. So, mm. um, yeah. And that, and, like, the new Assassin's Creed, like, I haven't played an Assassin's Creed properly since Brotherhood because none of them have engaged me and this looks kind of engaging so it might be worth picking up i reckon so right black yeah. flag didn't pick your interest no i don't i don't care about pirates pirates was oh, pirates was overdone for me when they kept making sequels to pirates of the caribbean we didn't need so mm. and they're still making sequels to pirates of the caribbean that we don't need so yeah i think uh, both microsoft and ubisoft are sort of hoping that people care about pirates at the moment um speaking of which did uh, skull and bones take your fancy at all brody uh no not for me no oh, okay. I, I didn't, what I did didn't... then <laughs> um I did enjoy seeing how uh, passionate the uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 team was about the project. Um, mm. But I kind of have to agree with Matt. I really like the look of Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Um, cool. Yeah, I, d- I didn't expect it to be uh, like a strategic uh, sort of like battle game, like a, a Banner Saga type sort of game. And it sort of looks like it's going to be turn-based like uh, strategy battles, like uh, like Final Fantasy Tactics or something like that. A lot of people have said XCOM is the closest yeah, X- thing. X- yeah, XCOM is a good one. Um, yeah, so I think the fun art style and I think it's going to have a lot of good humour in it despite the Rabbids being god-awful. But um, <laughs> I actually like the Rabbids. <laughs> really? You I would. What do you mean I would? What does that even mean? They're, I don't know. They're just, you probably know, have sir. minion posters on your no, walls. My, oh my God, I'm not one of those, I swear. <laughs> I hate minions. I don't know. I You've just, got like a minion iPhone case. They're like... Oh, oh no. Um... <laughs> They're like dumb, cute shit, but I like them. I don't know. Fair enough. I, I mean, do you need a better reason to like something? I don't know. Dumb, cute, that'll be, and that, shit. Like, that'll be written on the box. Yeah. Dumb, yeah. cute, and shit. <laughs> yeah. With a quote by James from Breast Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so, you guys are all down on the, the Mario Rabbids crossover then, huh? Surprisingly. Okay. Yeah. No, I thought like 
someone would be getting behind Beyond Good and Evil 2. That seemed... I I'm, don't what have about a particular you? What about you, Ewan? Are you well, behind Good and Evil 2? Uh, I've, not, I've not played the first. Like, I don't I've know. got no, no connection with Beyond Good or Evil at all. Um, I know that it's been like talked about for like 15 years or something like that, though, so I can see yeah. why people would be really excited about it. You know, I'm like that with other franchises, just not this particular one. Um, I think I'm it's... sure there's people listening to this raging right now. But No, I, I played the first one, and I played the first one like a good four to five times. Like, I, it was one of my favorites. Um, oh, okay. But... But, um, I like. I just feel like I don't know what this is. It just—it's so strange that they are going. It's more or less beyond good and evil zero. You know, it takes place before the events of the first game, and it just looks lots of like guns and violence and shit. And the first game just wasn't about that. You know, like mm. it looks like the tones changed quite a bit. There's online features now, which are apparently optional. Um, it just makes me wonder if this project was like on the back burner for ages, and then Ubisoft was like, hey. Let's bring this back, but only if we make these changes. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it's kind of been focus tested a bit. Yeah. Like, I know it still is quite unique, but I just feel like it's kind of going to become a little bit of a a game that is designed to get lots of people to pay attention to it rather than the sequel to the game that everybody loved, you know? Yeah. I suppose that's, like, the challenge of dealing with these franchises that span such a long period and that kind of people's tastes in games change and evolve uh and what might have worked like 15 years ago doesn't necessarily work in today's sort of climate the um, first game was like a zelda more or less though like just with a kind of futuristic kind of um vibe but sure i don't know okay. i think it would have done well if they had kept we don't know anything it's hard it's really premature i guess yeah, um, yeah. Interesting, like, No Wild, though, that PS4 game they announced that the same team was working on a while ago. Do you remember? Oh, that sounds familiar, but yeah, I, I must admit, that that's, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I guess they're working on this now, but... Hmm. Yeah. Do you know what was kind of cool, except for the fact that it's Toys to Life, and I kind of wish it wasn't, is Starlink? I was going to bring this up. Yeah, I think this is kind of neat. Um, only, only reason I don't like it is because I think... You're like it. It may sell, but I think the toys to life thing is kind of passed for the time being, mm. um, and like it'll only go for like hardcore collectors and enthusiasts. Uh, but the game itself looks really cool. It looks like No Man's Sky, but like with actual good gameplay. So, um, yeah, I find it so strange. Toys to life, like it's like it's been dwindling for so long, and then yeah, it seems like the wrong happens. time to get involved in it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I've, I've seen these things, like, well, we have, like, I suppose, doing our bargain guides and stuff. We've seen these things, like, continually discounted and discounted and discounted. And, and even then, like, I'm not even convinced it's selling. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. I think part of the problem is, like, the, the kind of game to begin with doesn't necessarily lend itself to captivating prolonged interest. Um, it's just weird, like... Yeah, you know, and, and, the, and yeah. like, often the toys are expensive um i got really into lego dimensions i've got like quite a, a decent sort of lego dimensions um uh collection now but that's <laughs> because like part no not, <laughs> not all of them absolutely not um but that was because like i'm like a big lego fan so that sort of appealed to my interests and i could sort of see like well at least i'm getting these kind of cool lego figures even if i don't use them in the game a whole heap um but Otherwise, like, these are just kind of, like, ships that we have no kind of other connection to. Like, they're not using any sort of licensed properties, so there's nothing working there. Like, are these going to be kind of $20, $30 pieces of plastic that, for a game, like, we don't really care about? Like, is and, that's, that... and that's the thing. Like, Disney, Lego, Disney and Lego, which are both dead now, 
um, both Rest were franchises that used franchises that I guess had the nostalgia or like the I guess timelessness to them. Whereas Skyland mm. is kind of banked on Spyro, and then eventually they have their own following now, but elsewhere, not mm. in games anymore, really. Um, mm. Whereas this, yeah, you're right, it's just generic, and like the, all three of the original Toys to Life franchises are dead now, so it's just so strange to me. Mm. But it's interesting to see how it goes. Maybe they um, spent all this money prototyping and they needed to get a return on it, so they're just going to put it out and see how it goes. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, like the manufacturing, like that's expensive too, especially for Toys to Life. Like they maybe they do it in limited quantities, but. Certainly gamble, regardless. Um, anyhow, a bunch of other na- announcements came out too. Uh, we saw some more Far Cry gameplay. I'm looking, I'm super looking forward to that game. Love Far Cry. Um, think we've got a pretty good handle of what that's all about now. I'd say. Um, yeah. Steep got some expansion. South Park is coming to mobile. We talked a bit about Skull and Bones, this sort of multiplayer pirate game. Um, oh, what did you guys make of this uh, tease of the VR title, Transference, with uh, Elijah very, Wood? Very strange. Yeah, it was totally bizarre, right? Yeah, like, I couldn't tell if he was in the game or if he's just spearheading the game. Like, it's so confusing what it's actually about at this point. Yeah. I, but I anyhow, that's just, like, some VR sort of psychological thriller sort of yeah, thing, Yeah, it's, like, right? it's, it's, it's like a meld of, um, like, movies and games or something like that. So, it's obviously going to be just, like, an interactive sort of VR Turns out it's a sequel kind of to Night Trap. What? Well, <laughs> I... I don't think it will be, but I feel really old. Does anyone else know what Night Trap is? Or? No. No, I think you and I are the only ones who get that. Oh, okay. Um, I think it'll be cool. VR's really good when it's weird and wacky. Like, I don't know if anyone played Arkham VR, but the ending of that was just a big mind... I love that. Mind fuck, I guess it's the best oh, way to describe it. it. The ending oh, of you've that, got to finish it. The, best, it's, the end's it's, the best bit. Yeah, the end oh, is the okay. best bit. Like, it's so claustrophobic and gross and disgusting but really good um and i think like these kind of psychological games are the best way to do vr so i like it the idea Mm. as weird as it make you sweat yeah it does it does uh we also got some more south park trailers um the crew too got some new footage well we saw a bit about assassin's creed uh but let's move on now that wraps up the sort of publisher conferences so let's move into xbox now um they certainly had a very big showing obviously uh the xbox one x was revealed let's first talk about that because obviously like that's probably the biggest sort of hardware news to kind of come out of this year's e3 um james let's go back to you perhaps what are your what are your thoughts on the xbox one x um it like i'm i want one and i'm gonna get one uh, oh okay because i don't like missing out and i i'd like to like i i like to play my multi-platform games on my on xbox like i prefer the controller that's just a personal preference nothing more to it than that but at the moment i do find myself gravitating more towards ps4 because the pro just gives me better output like resident mm. evil 7 is so much better on a pro than on xbox one um mm. but i'm just looking forward to having that i guess that parity between the games and you know like all my assassin's creed games on my profile are on xbox i don't know that sounds really weird but i just like to have them all in the same place um yeah, fair enough I uh, get that. in terms of the like, what are we going to talk about like the price i think the price is okay like mm. um I guess I do wonder if it's going to be a PS3, Xbox 360 situation where the more powerful hardware gets neglected by third parties because it's more cheaper to just go lowest common denominator. So they'll just do the Pro and the Xbox One X together, developers in terms of... Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. 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 Um, 
What, what, on that note then, what do you make of the power of the Xbox One X? Is it more or less than what you sort of anticipated or for, for its price? Like... Well, I guess we knew what it was going to be, um, you know, because of the Digital Foundry stuff. But Yeah, we, we started um, to have like a broader picture though of like how games are going to perform. Like today, I think we heard that Assassin's Creed is going to run at 4K 30fps on both the Pro and the Xbox One X. Like, yeah, but it's dynamic 4K and I guess that's... Not the, native. That's the yeah. thing. Like, I don't, I don't care personally, but I do think it's a bit disingenuous that all they talk about with Pro, I mean, sorry, Xbox One X was that, you know, it's going to be true 4K, blah, 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 but now a lot of this information's coming out where the first party stuff is, but a lot of the other stuff isn't. Um, mm. Which makes me think, like, okay, this is pretty much, the internals are more powerful, but, like, you're going to get the same performance out of it than a pro for third party stuff. What's the point? Mm. If that makes sense. Mm. Um, but. With I, the exception of, like, first party games, maybe, that are, like, yeah. super highly optimized, like Forza, obviously. Um, yeah. Like, I would, I would love, like, because it costs more, that people who purchase an X will see Origins play better on X than on Pro. Like, that, mm. to me, that makes sense because the people who bought X paid more. But yeah. it's, it remains to be seen whether that will be the case, I guess. Um, mm. uh, but I, I'm I'm surprised it's smaller than an S. Like, that's nuts to me. Um, yeah. I think, I think the form factor of it looks really nice. I think it's a very nice-looking console. Um, Matt, what do you sort of come down on this? Any, any thoughts based on what James is saying there? Uh... I I thought that the uh it was a pretty decent showing. Um I think I think James is kind of right in in that, you know, it's something that it's a want um more than a need. I think I think the biggest problem is it is kind of going to do what the Nintendo did where it's going to polarize people. Uh you know, they're going to come in and go, "Oh, what's what's the difference between the 1S and the 1X?" They're not going to be able to sell it to the general consumer as opposed to selling it to hardcore gamers. Well, there's like it. there's three Xboxes at this point, right? Like it's bad enough for having like the PS4 and the PS4 Pro yeah, but like not having really, that split yeah. there, but like if you were to go into a shop today, most stores would only have the S and the S available now, brand new. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's still like it's not like the Xbox 1S is just a slimmer model of the original Xbox 1. Like it does have uh, tech- technical advantages to it, right? So where does this rent leave the Xbox One? Like the people that bought it day one now, like is that that unit obsolete? Like, They're, well, theoretically, yeah, well, they are obsolete. You can say the but same it's the same thing about people who bought a PS4 day one, like yeah, or even uh, less even so though, like mm, not they're really. Missing, they're missing out on this 4K video. But between, yeah, what do you mean between, between Xbox One and Xbox One S? The only difference is 4K video. And, the, oh, and an inbuilt power brick. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. the difference between PS4 and PS4 Slim is... And HDR. Is HDR. Like... Um, H- HDR, like, you have on the Xbox One, you have HDR, and the original Xbox One, you don't, right? That's correct. And does... But, like, is there not... I thought there was extra clock speed. Like, it, it can still run games better, can it not? Oh, like, it's not... Uh, it's so... It's a very, very... It's so minuscule, you don't a, notice The difference it, is almost that's... negligible, but... Right. Yeah, like, that's... Yeah, I don't... I don't think that's... They've, they've never marketed that. Do you know what? Like, it's never been a marketing point of the S. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I, was, I feel I feel like the Xbox One S is kind of like becoming like this slim Xbox One now when it's it's not. There is like a little that, divide there. That literally Anyhow, we're sort of in the weeds of it. But that's what it um, is. Either, 
Either it's way, not, that's, that's not how it was initially marketed, though. That's how it is now, maybe, but that's well, not how it was initially it, marketed. So how does that upgrade, marketing change? It was an upgrade to the Xbox One, you know, for those who wanted the the sleek and newer model. It was basically that was it, you know, with a couple of extra features in. But that the the whole problem I see here is again, it's like the it's like the difference between the Wii and the Wii U is consumers are going to get confused. They're going to be like, well, I want the best, but I don't want to pay a heap more for it when you know, what I'm getting is already really good. You know, people people will go in the stores and be like, okay, well, I want to play games. It's like, okay, well, you can have the Xbox One X. It's like, oh, well, that's a bit that's a bit expensive. You know, what's what's the difference between this one and the, and the S? And they go, oh, okay, well, the S has this. Why doesn't the X have this? And it's going to, like, it's going to split, uh, you know, sort of casual consumers. The hardcore consumers will go straight for, you know, the One X because they want all those features. But it's just pushing it out, you know, it's it's creating a divide in its own market, mm. um, and like you could kind of see it happen with the PS4 Pro as well. But like Sony hasn't gone absolutely overboard trying to sell the PS4 Pro as a completely different thing. I can see Microsoft doing that mm. and causing a split in their you know in their fan base. So add to that the fact that uh, Phil Spencer came out and said that you know the PS4 Pro's supposed competitor is going to be the xbox one s and not the x uh you know as as a you know as a theoretically more powerful console that's understandable but it then leads to the point of well you know the one x has all these features that the one s doesn't but yeah as james said you know all the first party developers are going to go for that but the third party developers aren't going to want to push the the one x to the limit because if they're making it for what is effectively four different consoles on the market, why would you want to go for the highest thing and then try and downscale it? Yeah, I think yeah, that, quickly... that's my my attitude. It's just become like so messy now. Like I, I think Xbox really should have like doubled down here and just gone like full. Like I feel like it would almost been better for them packing like an extra two hundred dollars worth of power into this unit and sort of pushing it that little bit further. I think um, just quickly, well, the other thing that I find uh, a little bit disappointing um, is, so when Pro came out, like, the the big games for Pro were, like, Uncharted Horizon, um, they're the two big ones I can think of right now, um, mm. whereas with Xbox, like, I feel like the only game that's really going to show off the X is Forza 7, and that mm. game by design is not as appealing to people as, say, Uncharted and Horizon are. Um, mm. So yeah. it's got also, its own sort of hardcore audience. Yeah, and Crackdown sort of... looks okay, but like, ugh, like reports. But it's cell shaded, right? Like, the, it's the not. Are, even... It's not a game that the person who buys the X is going to be impressed by. Yeah, it's like giving someone an Xbox One X to play Wind Waker. Like, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's there's a just it's not the right messaging. Um, yeah. I guess the thing is like, we've just got to wait to see how at Microsoft you know, plays the messaging for all of this and stuff. And I, I, I do feel, I personally feel the pro messaging was quite messy as well. And Sony are fixing that this year um, yeah. with the way that they talk about what the improvements are on the back of the boxes and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's quite strange that you still can't pre-order one. Um, but I wonder if that's maybe to do with the messaging, but I, who knows? No, I like the I like the fact that you can't pre. It, isn't it basic, basically because the FCC hasn't approved the console? Yeah, so that's what I heard. They it can't was. sell it yeah, right. But does now. that have anything to do with Australia? Well, 
I'd say that it not really, but at the same time, it's more the fact that if they're not going to be able to sell it in America, which is their biggest fan base, then there's no point in selling it worldwide. So once they get it narrowed down for there, then they'll yeah, be able to sell it Yeah, once it's sort everywhere. of approved in all territories, then they'll... Maybe. Imagine if, like, they couldn't sell it. Just didn't get approved. Like, that would be fucking <laughs> nuts. Well, I was kind of wondering that. Like, if they're not going to approve it, like, can they have it on the floor of a trade show? I... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but apparently the Switch was in a similar situation just before it came out, so, you know. Right, okay. Anyhow, um, Brody, just to get you, like, quickly involved with this dis- involved in this discussion, yeah. um, if you were to be buying, if you, let's assume you didn't have a console at the moment, what yeah, sure. do you think you would be purchasing? Uh, as in, if I were looking at buying an Xbox? Or- yeah, if, or, no, or anything, like if, you, like, if you were buying a PlayStation and an Xbox, a, a Switch, like, what would be your choice? Pre-owned um, Wii. <laughs> yeah. I'd buy a, a Game Gear. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. It's it's a hard choice at the minute. Um, safe to say, I probably, at this point, probably wouldn't lean toward an Xbox One X, even though I've been brand loyal to them for a very long time. Um, I just don't think the differences are enough yet, and there's not really the, the games to interest me. Like, when Anthem comes out, maybe, because uh, mm. that'll be enhanced, but that's probably more than a year away. Um, the only thing that really would appeal to me as far as the X goes is maybe like a faster UI because the mm-hmm. UI on my Xbox one just like chugs. Just a total UI overhaul. Yeah. Just <laughs> I like a goddamn complete... hate the UI on, on Xbox. Yeah. I, I need that to be running faster, but, um, yeah, it, it'd be hard to sort of look at that as a serious option at this point for me personally. Mm. Well, you brought up Anthem. Let's, let's talk about that, that now. Um, what were, what were your thoughts on Anthem? Yeah, it's a beautiful looking game. Um, uh, I don't really know exactly what it's going to be at this point. I assume mm. it's going to be very drop in, drop out, multiplayer sort of like Destiny kind of thing. Yeah, the way I was kind of like describing it to people and talk about it is like it seems to be like Destiny meets Mass Effect in a lot of ways. I think. I, yeah, I think that's. A I don't know fair. if that's like a fair, fair uh, comparison. Yeah, probably fair enough. Um, what about yourself, Matt? What do you make of Anthem? Uh, I didn't particularly look into it. I think I kind of missed it on Bethesda and I wasn't really paying attention to yeah. Xbox. Uh, yes, so, yeah. um, I, the, my favorite thing of, you know, of that whole thing was that people just got really angry that it wasn't like another Mass Effect. They're like, how dare you try and make your own game, you know, Bioware. Um, so, yeah. Did they forget that Andromeda was just a mess? Well, I think that's the thing. Is like they, they wanted to get they wanted to get angry at Bioware either way. It's like, oh, if you're making another another Mass Effect, then how dare you? But it's like now they're making something different. So, so how, how dare, dare you? you? I yeah. think Isn't because, Bioware split into two teams now. Yeah, anyhow, I think, I, like, think, yeah. I think the issue is is like so the people uh, people who made the original three Mass Effects they left to make they didn't leave. Sorry, they split off to make Anthem. While they were doing that, um, Bioware Montreal made Andromeda, which was obviously less than less than stellar compared to the first three games. So people were feeling like, oh, this is what Mass Effect could have been, blah, 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 blah. But like, you know, people are always going to be upset about something. But you, they well, were all left, they were all, they were all let down with three. So, you know, the, considering they didn't get the same yeah, writers true. back yeah. for, people don't, you know, yeah. the, the writer of one and two didn't come back for three or the recent one. You know, what are you expecting? It's not going to be the same thing. And so. Anthem's, I think it Anthem's makes actually a lot of... written by the writer of one and two. They announced this week, I think, as well. So. Well, there yeah. you go. So it's basically the next Mass Effect. So. I, I think mean. it makes a lot of sense from from 
EA's perspective, like they get this sort of new team to sort of build their sort of rep up, I guess, and build their skills up under like an already sort of established franchise, something that they know is going to sell and something that's going to live on after them, right? Whereas no, it's they, a baptism they sort of by fire. Yeah, I get that, but like Mass Effect isn't going to die, right? Like if another Mass Effect game was announced tomorrow, people would care about it and they'd be excited about that, right? Whereas if they gave Anthem this new IP to a relatively sort of unknown sort of dev team and it came out and sort of had the the negative criticism that Andromeda attracted, then that's the sort of death of that IP, right? Yeah, yeah. Where they can if they've got like a like a well-regarded sort of, you know, they hit the they all guns blazing every time um they can get this ip like successful launch and have people care about that and that just gives them i mean i'm talking purely business sense but that makes like mm-hmm. a lot of sense for them going forward because well, lo and behold they've suddenly got like two ips that people care about and they can continue to develop games for um so i think Except it makes a lot of sense in that regard you've brutally massacred the original ip by not giving it to a team you're not that though like doing like like I said, if, if another Mass Effect game announces tomorrow, people would care about it. It's not I like no one cares about Mass Effect anymore. Would, that's that's the thing is, another Mass Effect game isn't going to be announced tomorrow because the last one did so brutally poor that, mm. you know, people didn't like it. Look at Assassin's Creed for a case study. Like That that game relaunched twice. Two, they launched two games that attacked a neg- negative criticism. They went away for a year, and now they're back, and people care about it again. Yeah, like, but, I think, but I think that you're looking at it like... Syndicate sold nothing because Unity was shit, and that's why they took a break. Like, yeah, it was it. That's why that all happened. Um, mm. so yes, you're right. Now they're back because they they let people you know get thirsty for it again. But like, the only reason Syndicate did so badly was it was a good game. It was a good game, but like, it was too the Unity had damaged the brand too much. Like, that's what the issue was. Um, and that's why Ubisoft thought they would take a break. Uh. But but it's yeah like what I'm I, saying though is like the the like the brand of Assassin's Creed didn't like stop getting any attention like people it was still a property that people people cared about and people wanted to talk about. I still think Origins like is, has a lot to prove um, and that people are still a bit like skeptical about it. But mm. like I mean, obviously the movie helped too. But the movie didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. To say. We we can't comment until it happens. I guess. So I suppose not. I don't, I don't know if Andromeda did quite as badly as Unity did either. I don't know if it's no. damaged the brand quite as... in the same way. No. I think I think it kind of did damage the brand a little bit, considering... A little bit, but a not... not DLC, well, they not, had a lot of DLC lined up for it, and they had um, uh, had to cut the team down, so, the you know, the DLC's practically been cut for the game. It's, so. I suppose it's kind of like what happened with the Halo franchise as well, like that moved over to 343. Um, mm. Halo 4 was generally like whilst well received less so than than the halo trilogy yeah but it um, didn't butcher the franchise i don't think that's it? That, no it that, didn't yeah it was anywhere near the same kind of reception as andromeda <laughs> yeah yeah no nah, not not at all but anyway guys can we talk about yeah, the real mvp it? of the xbox <laughs> press conference <laughs> what what was that then brody metro exodus oh okay all oh, right no that's um, not sure. sure what i expected that well let's yes. talk about metro then why are you excited for the metro because Metro's badass, man. It's a great series. Like this is another one I got to play. I feel I'm not the first one was like so budget, and the second one was good. <laughs> but um, the second one was great. Yeah, I. It's cool that it's open world now. That's. I just didn't expect it, so I was just excited. Oh. That was probably like the one where I I saw it and I was like, what? What? Watching the gameplay, a couple of things came to mind. I was like, okay, this looks awesome. I should maybe look into playing like some of the Metro games already out. The second thing was like, this looks like what I wish Fallout 4 looked like. 
Did like, anyone the, else kind of get that? The, the atmosphere is so yes. good in, in yeah. Metro. It's so good. Yeah, I just thought the whole visual presentation of it, like, yeah, granted, like, it was probably a very linear slice and might have been entirely, like, cinematic for the purpose of the trailer. But, like, it just, like, I wish that's what Fall, Fall, Fallout 4 looked like. I like that Exodus is, like, I feel like the first two games were so, like, dark, dank, and claustrophobic, whereas this they're taking it into the, you know, wilderness, I guess. Mm. Uh, that's, yeah. that's one thing. Like, it's, it's like all of Russia, isn't it? I think so, but obviously, yeah, I don't know how big that's going to be, but... Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, they have talked about being inspired by Stalker, which is quite exciting as somebody who really enjoyed the first Stalker game and, you know, there's just no games really like them now. So it, it's great. And it's also great to, you know, these guys were like on the bones of their asses like making this game and now they've got obviously a budget big enough to make a game like this. So it's really nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so what game then stood out to you then, James? Um, Dragon Ball. No, uh, Dragon Ball like just made me embarrassed for Capcom, <laughs> but um, it... I sense Matt's gonna disagree. Oh, really? I thought Dragon Ball looked really good. Do you not think? It does yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that's what he meant. That's what oh I'm wait, hang on, it's hang not, on, hang on. It's not made by Capcom. It's made yeah. by Bandai Namco. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, okay. I get well, it, it made Capcom look bad. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. Capcom. I get you. I get you. Capcom. Ugh. Um, but this looks really good. Like, I don't even like Dragon Ball, but just, like, the art direction and the way that it moves like it's the, you know, se- animated series just looks great. Like, I reckon so that much good. like it. I appreciate that a lot. Not my standout, though. My my standout is probably Cuphead finally has a release date. Um, Yay. Yay! I know that's, like, a pretty small game compared to everything else, but I just feel like I've been waiting for this game for, like, two years, maybe three. Um, Was this September 29? Yeah, oh, September, that's all I know. Um, but um, it's just cool to see... It's, like, expanded so much beyond what it was originally going to be, um, mm. but uh, I just am so happy that it looks great. Um, we've literally been waiting for it since the Xbox One came out. I was so going to say, like, I think so they talked is about below? it being launched. Where is Below? God um, damn it. Probably yeah. in the same place that uh, Scalebound's in. Oh. Uh, I, I, I wish they'd just come out and say it's cancelled so, like, I can move on, because I'm hung up. I'm hung up on it. Hmm. Yeah, so Cuphead it. looks great. Um, that's probably my, my biggest game. And there was another game, the another indie game, The Last Night, looks really good as well. Um, it does, yeah. Ooh, Gamergate. Yeah, a bit of controversy behind the scenes Ooh. of that one, but the game itself looks great. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a shame that. I'm, I think I'm just going to try and judge the game. On oh, yeah, for sure. You'd be stupid to... As best as I can. You'd be stupid yeah. to bury a company just because one person in the company has opinions. I love Oasis's music, but I think that Noel Gallagher's a dickhead, so, you know. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and then, Matt, what was your, your standout announcement then? It was that uh, Dragon Ball? No, nah, yeah, I'd say I'd say pretty much, yeah, Dragon Ball and uh, Cuphead as well. Um, okay, cool. Not, no not state of decay, e- love, then? Not being an Xbox fan, you know, personally, uh, I did I do really like Cuphead. Um, or Ori, Ori. Or a, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was cool too. Yes, Ori um, as well. I said I had that to my entry. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think that um, there's not enough games like that out, you know, these days on the on the big consoles. So mm. I think that's really nice. So yeah, Cuphead, Ori, and uh, Dragon Ball, my you know my top for that. So cool, 
Cool. Uh, now we are sort of like firing through these, uh, so I'll say at this point, if you do want to uh, check out uh, all the games and all the announcements that happened uh, during the extent of E3, um, head over to our E3 hub at Prestar. That's just prestar.com.au forward slash E3. Uh, you can see our full wrap-ups of each of the conferences there with links to all the relevant articles as well, but you'll find it all there. It's all pretty straightforward. Um, in saying that, let's move on to PlayStation's conference now. Uh, Brody, back to you. What stood out for you with PlayStations? Um, ooh, uh, tough one. Yeah, not a great deal to be honest. Um, I like oh, the look okay. of, I like to look at some of the VR games that they had because, like I said, the more that that platform gets, the better. Mm. Um, Skyrim in VR kind of looks pretty cool. Uh, I liked the. I'm a big fan of Destiny, so to see um a little bit more about what that story is going to be was was a pretty nice and uh. Obviously, Spider-Man looks pretty pretty fun. And to hear mm. that the map's going to be really big. Like, I think... Did I hear, like, four times the size of Sunset Overdrive? Uh, yeah, I think something like that. Four to it's, six or something like that? Yeah, Yeah, crazy. enormous by the sounds of things. So, um, knowing... I'm glad to see that it's still, still like an open-world game as well. I was getting a little bit concerned that elements yeah. of that trailer looked quite linear. Um, yeah, well, with, uh, with Insomniac, like, at least you know there's going to be no shortage of things to do, like, in that world. So, it's going to be, um, mm, gonna be a pretty meaty true. game, I think. Yeah, well, Spider-Man was definitely one for me. Um, I got really excited with like the first couple of announcements as well, like stoked for Uncharted, um, stoked for uh, God of War as well, um, and the Horizon sort of expansion as well. Um, but I think like the standout for me was Days Gone. I didn't really kind of... I wasn't sure what to make of this game when we saw it last year, um, but seeing it this year, it kind of looks very much like a Last of Us clone. Um, I love that all PlayStation first parties do now are like third-person action-adventure games. Yeah, um, cinematic third presence yeah yeah preferably with zombies but so i'm totally down <laughs> with all of that um but matt what was uh what was yours uh that's that's a tough one uh purely because i was a little disappointed by sony's conference overall oh, considering okay. it was like relatively a carbon copy of last year um i mean even though we I'm, saw like more the games that they sort of previously talked about in more detail and got a closer yeah, idea of release still like half of them are still due next year so it means that they're two years in the making so we've seen them two years in a row mm. um i just yeah i was i was extremely disappointed i mean like sony brought the goods last year and this year they've kind of just let us down so um Having said that, there were a couple of you know, were a couple of things I liked. Um, I really, I'm really keen to see like a lot more of uh, Detroit become human, mm. um, purely because last year's gameplay demo video, whatever, looked completely different to what we saw this year. So it makes me wonder whether they've retooled the game entirely or whether they are like two branching paths and you can do a hell of a lot more in this game. Um, considering that one, you played like an investigator who, you know, analyzed the entire crime scene or whatever, and it replayed over and over and over. And this one, you know, was like an AI gaining sentience and going on a rampage and everything. So yeah, that's, that's one I, you know, I'm, I'm looking out for. As Brody said, Spider-Man, you know, it's really cool, really open world. Um, actually is something that's like kind of getting me interested in spider-man um other than that like god of war like the the fact that we saw a bit more god of war um 
you know, I'm a big God of War fan, so mm. you know that's that's one thing I'm hanging out for. So. Yeah, I I've never cared about God of War before, but I totally do now with the uh, both the trailer last year and then the one we got this year as well. Um, well, where do you come down then, James? Do you sort of share Matt's sentiment, or was uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim VR enough to tickle your fancy? Um, I thought it was pretty average overall. Um, uh-huh. I thought. But then, you know, it's like last year, they just had everything. I just feel like they had every single major thing that everyone was asking for. You know, Last Guardian, Final Fantasy, all of this stuff. Um, mm. And Crash. there was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, there's just no way you could, you know, lose, so to speak, with those mm-hmm. announcements. And you would never live up to that. Um, even like Shenmue 3, like that's a game so many people have been asking for for ages. Mm. Um, but like, I don't know, like it was very just quick. Um, it was obviously, this is obviously like, I feel like with E3, you go through cycles where the, a company has like all their good stuff and then they have a little bit of B-grade kind of tier, like filler stuff, and then they go back up. I feel like Sony's in a bit of an in-between period at this point. Um, mm. Days Gone, to me, looks so boring, so devoid of any identity. It just looks like this, I don't know, aggressively on-trend kind of game. It just looks so just whatever to me. Um, <laughs> it's like the last of a sequel that shouldn't... Me. It's just like, I, I'm just so over zombies. Like, I thought the same with State of Decay 2. Like, I just think it just... Yeah, it's really cool you've got all these zombies on screen, but it just looks so boring. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, I feel like maybe they fast-tracked this expansion after the success of the first game, because um, it does look a bit stylistically boring, but I'm sure it will be just as good as the original. Um, Uncharted looked good, but that's just more Uncharted, and I was a bit tired after 4, so... Um, what I did like, though, let me let me get to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was um, waiting for it. Okay, I did like Spider Man. I thought that looked really good. I but I do worry that's going to be just a bit too Arkham-y, If that makes sense, like I don't want it to be just uh-huh. another Arkham Asylum, but for Spider Man. But I do think that looks amazing. I'm definitely getting that. That caught me by surprise. I expected it. That's not like that's not a traditional sort of insomniac sort of game. I think like there are games that typically are very sort of real time, very sort of in the moment, free flowing sort of combat. Um, where that one looks, yeah, very very Arkham, very sort of Assassin's Creed, sort of counter-attack sort of style thing. Mm-hmm. Um, did that catch you by surprise too? Or are you kind of... sounds like you're glad it's sort of going down that road. I'm happy it is, but, like, I just want... I don't know. I just hope it's fun to play for a while, if that makes sense. Sure. I just don't yeah, want... Yeah, of course. I just don't like games that are... You know, they just follow the same kind of mold, I guess. You know, yeah, and yeah, which is like as the Arkham games did quite yeah. often, especially Night. Like you just each wave of enemies just got bigger, and that was about it. And that was it. Yeah, God of War. Yeah. Like I was really excited for that last year. I thought, yeah, they're finally like mixing it up a bit because I hated them before. Um, mm. This trailer, actually, even though it is, it still looks really epic, and I love the fact that they're moving away from Greek mythology to more like Nordic mythology. I still feel like the gameplay, even though the camera is different, still looks pretty much the same. I don't know. I just don't feel excited by that. Um, mm. And <laughs> the VR stuff I didn't really care about, but then a lot of the feedback about VR, the VR games, especially like the Inpatient and Bravo Soldier or something. Bravo um, yeah. Team. No, Bravo Team, sorry. Um, looks really good. And I cannot believe they want us to spy Skyrim again. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I, as someone that never like actually finished the main quest under Skyrim, I'm kind of tempted to play it again in VR. I don't know if I want to have to like pay for it again because I have it on, well, I have it on PS3 and PC and actually PS4. So I've already got three copies of the game. I don't know if I can really justify buying a fourth. And plus, you're gonna um, have to play it on Switch so you can play as Link. So, oof. 
Yeah, you make a good point. You make a good yeah. point. I think um, for like Monster Hunter, just quickly talking about that because sure, yeah, Monster Hunter is quite a big deal. Um, like I don't know if people knew or not, but Monster Hunter started off on PlayStation, had a huge following on PlayStation. Um, when it made the jump to Wii, um, I think that was more Capcom being cheap than anything else. They didn't want to develop a you know Monster Hunter game for high definition. So much shade for Capcom. Well, I, look, I used to be their <laughs> biggest fan. Like I had a fan site. <laughs> I had a my fan site was Capcom Central. Like you know, I loved them. But Plug. Yeah, wow. no, it's dead now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but Monster Hunter World, I think that's a great, like, coup, I should say, for PlayStation. Um, personally, I hate Monster Hunter games. I'm a little bit over them. I thought they completely oversaturated them for Nint- on Nintendo consoles. Um, but it does look a little bit weird and budget-ish, like, but I don't know. It might be good. Um, yeah, alongside sort of your God of Wars and whatnot, it does look a little yeah. subpar, right? Yeah. But the biggest thing I th- I'm, I think is really good I, for games in general, like, is Shadow of the Colossus being remade. Um, mm. The reason that I say that is is Shadow of the Colossus is, like, artistically, it's such a strong game. It's one of the strongest games I've ever played. You know, the ending is quite, you know, emotionally resonant. Um, it's really good, but it was held back by the technology in the day. So, even though it has been remastered previously, a remake would help it so much. Um, mm-hmm. It's just an amazing game that I think more people have to play if you've never played it before, like, didn't. I've I've not, and it's one of these games that is like constantly sort of battered around. Because um, Last so, Guardian uh, was like a disappointment. I thought yeah. to what and Ico is good, but I just feel like or Ico, um, but Shadow of the Colossus is their best work. Like mm. I'm just so glad that that gets a big audience, more attention. Very strange that <laughs> they're bothering to remake it, but I'm glad they are. Like it definitely is a game that is going to benefit the most. And in terms of like say preservation and stuff, I just think mm. this is a better. In saying that, I hope Bluepoint one day get the opportunity to actually make their own game <laughs> rather than have to remaster or remake yeah, something. That's I thought all they, they were making do. their own game, but I guess this kind of counts because they're redes- This is being this is a remake. It's not a remaster, but yeah, yeah. you're right. Like one day, but yeah, one day. Uh, does is anyone um concerned? Like for all the the, the speak of uh, Microsoft not having any like real big games this year. Like, Sony doesn't really have anything releasing in the holiday this year. No, yeah, I noticed that. Um, like, I find yeah, that... Yeah, that's like, true. Aside from Uncharted, like, that's releasing relatively soon, though. And I suppose, like, the Horizon expansion as well. Yeah, it's... I wish they did have something. Like, like uh, do we know GT Sports coming out? Oh, uh, who that, cares? Right, is that... Com- yeah. Apparently it's like this that- year, but that's the Forza problem that I was talking about before. Like, exactly. Like, by design, it's not going to appeal to everybody, like, say, Horizon or... Yeah, whatever. like, you, you would have thought, like, one of those three big games would have like hit a holiday mark but evidently not mm. Mm. um yeah okay well that i think wraps it up up on playstation um i think we did a pretty good job of covering everything there we saw some more call of duty um in, in fact perhaps on that note like, maybe that's what sort of playstation again sort of relying on that their third party sort of relationships are going to carry them through yeah the they're exclusives period. and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Um, they're far like enough Destiny ahead 2, that- obviously like has a bunch of different content as well they're far enough ahead that they don't need to panic about sales at this stage, I guess. Yeah, they just announced in the week that they've passed 60.4 million units, which is insane at this stage. It's only a few. <laughs> yeah, only a few. Um, so let's wrap it up with one that maybe we're most excited for. I know a lot of people are. That is, of course, Nintendo. Uh, Matt, let's just jump straight to you because I know you live and breathe Nintendo. What was your What were your thoughts on this entire sort of direct slash conference thing altogether? Nintendo won E3 with a 30-minute video oh, that wasn't actually live to on the next stage. section. Okay, that's cool. Go on. Um, sorry, that's no, that's that's what I that's uh, that's how I wanted to start my thing because um, everything 
everything that Nintendo showed except probably Xenoblade, uh, I loved everything. Wow. Um, Kirby got you excited, yeah? Uh, Kirby, I like. I love Kirby. Um, you know, I, I've loved Kirby for a long time. Um, but like, you know, Rocket League coming to the Switch is great. Mm. With crossplay, um, that's pretty cool. With yeah, with crossplay, the only the only Not downside about crossplay is crossplay is the fact that you can't narrow down, you know, who you're playing against on other platforms. Mm. Um, but you can play other people on other platforms, which is amazing. Um, you know, like there's an RP- a core Pokemon RPG coming, uh, as well as Pokken. Um Metroid Prime Four. Like I didn't really get into the prime series because i didn't own a gamecube uh and i you know kind of bypassed the wii era um but you know like it's it's gonna sell it's gonna sell consoles um even like that's what people have been asking for for so long right yeah like and they're finally they finally feel like they're listening i feel like they're finally listening to their fans um yoshi announcement yoshi looks great uh fire emblem's always great uh mario you know, like everyone's waiting for Mario, uh, and even the Zelda DLC. Like, yeah, I just like personally, I think that uh, they won E three. So, okay, Bro- would yeah. you agree then, Brody? I think this is sort of spilled into the the next segment, like, in both discussing yeah. on the Nintendo's conference, but then who overall won E three in your mind? Um, yeah, it was probably a toss up between uh, probably Ubisoft and Nintendo for me, but I, I do think Nintendo probably did win E three. Um, like it's to the point where after playing um, Mario Kart with you boys a couple of weeks ago uh, and then seeing this, like this week I'm going to go out and buy a Switch. Like that's how good E3 was for Nintendo, I think. Wow. Like based on everything they announced um, and everything they showed, I think like they're, I'm like on board with where they're taking it. And like it seems like they're getting on board with like showing things that pe- people actually want. Mm. And I think that's um, like I'm not going to, touch on metroid too much because i know james is gonna cover that pretty thoroughly but um (laughs) yeah i mean like like it's all good man it's all good like they're doing nothing but good things at the minute and like a core pokemon rpg on the switch is going to be huge yeah when that eventually comes yeah that's probably gonna be 2020 but that's all right yeah yeah okay well james let's jump to you then i are you just insanely hyped about metroid prime 4 uh i am (laughs) <laughs> all right i'm glad we found something you can get excited about i was a little concerned that we were struggling for oh a my second God. no i'm always excited no um so just listen to him <laughs> <laughs> i can't help my voice um so it's it's a um i don't know like it's it, i i don't like saying you know someone won e3 like i think they all all the people did well in some aspects like yeah. Like they I all get participation like, ribbons. <laughs> personally, like of course, like I'm gonna say Nintendo probably like impressed me the most, but then at the same time they only showed a logo. Um, you know, that's good, but you know, it's hard, it's so rough to say they won E three when, you know, Bethesda showed footage of two games that I really loved and they were coming out this year, do you know? Like mm. Bethesda, yeah. Bethesda that was won, good about Bethesda. Yeah, Bethesda like won for games coming showed. out this year, Sony yeah. won for games that are probably gonna come out early next year, like Nintendo won for games that are coming <laughs> full stop maybe <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean like i don't know i don't like to say anybody won but i do think personally like the fact that we're getting not only one metroid game but two metroid games is like a huge thing for me because i have i've been waiting for a good metroid game for seven years like it's a long time um is yeah. that alongside your um your capcom 
uh, fan site. You had a Metroid fan site. No, as I well. didn't. I probably would have no. if my Capcom fan site didn't work out. I would have opened no. a Metroid fan site, but no. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I thought Xenoblade looked really crap, but that's just me. <laughs> Please, I, I I find it so strange they've gone for this super stylized look. Um, but I guess it does match. It probably is better for a game of that scale to look like that, so they can you know do more. Whereas a fully realistic game probably is harder to build. Um, mm. Kirby looks great. Like I've always loved Kirby games. I'm glad they didn't go the yarn the yarn direction with that because um, I just think Kirby works better <laughs> as um, a normal game. Um, Fire Emblem over it. Don't care. Um, Yoshi, you know, looks really good. Um, but I, just, I think yeah, Yoshi looks fantastic. Yoshi it looks kind of looks like Little Big Planet in it, a lot of ways. Well, it looks like Woolly World, but I don't know. I Yoshi games, like I saw a tweet early today where the Yoshi game, they said that it looks looks so interesting but so boring at the same time. Like, and I kind of agree. Please don't hurt me, um, anyone. It, I suppose in terms of like the actual stuff, like gameplay, like it, presentation-wise, it looks very interesting. But like, look, are you just kind of going to be wandering through these levels or is there going to be significant sort of like challenge? The, if it's the quality of uh, Yoshi's Island, I can probably get behind it. Woolly World mm. fell flat a little bit for me. Um, but yeah, I think Rocket Blast is like a huge coup for Nintendo. Like, just being able to have all of those, I guess, staples is what I like to call them the games that people who like who like us, but also people who aren't like us. Like, like Rocket us. League and Skyrim. Yeah, like Rocket League, Minecraft, Skyrim to a lesser extent. Um, just all these games that people want to play. And I think, being yeah. able, even if, say, the Switch version sells like shit, you can play with everybody on PC, Xbox One, and mm. stuff, not PlayStation. But, um,. Yeah, For the I don't games. know. I think pretty good. Um, it it does. I think it's a bit rough that everyone's giving Nintendo a pass for just showing a logo and talking about the fact that they're po- playing making a Pokemon RPG. But it's nice to know that they're coming, and that Nintendo probably won't cancel them as well. You know, so yeah, that's um, true. That's really nice. Um, Metroid Two remake, amazing. Even though it's 3DS, and I don't even know where my 3DS is, but I'm sure <laughs> I'll find it by September. <laughs> mm. You know, Mario Odyssey looks really good. Yeah, well, I, well, I thought we were going to get to that last, but yeah, Mario Odyssey looks really good as well. Um, Mario games never really excite me, but then when I play them, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing, you know? Yeah, Mario Odyssey's going to be interesting. It, it looks it looks really good. I think it looks really good for a Mario game, though. Like, I kind of... I want to see, like, if it stacks up against, you know, some of Nintendo's other open-world offerings at the moment. Um, it will. But, uh, like, it's going to be... It's, it's, it's 64 and Sunshine, like, they're... They're more going towards those games, which is, I think, what they needed to do. I thought 3D World was good, but kind of, like, thrown together quickly because the Wii U was dead, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm still kind of, like... What, I, what I've seen looks good, but I'm still sort of trading it with, like, a sense of apprehension, I think. But you um, think Days Gone looks good? <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I can... Okay. I just... That's, that's all I wanted to know. <laughs> That's because you still like zombies and pirates. So. Oh, what year is I it? Do you like and Vikings? Um, we well, can go for Mexicans in Mario instead. And yeah. evil, That's true. That's true. I do evil wedding that. planners. You put you put a hat on it and you become it. So I just like I, I I felt I felt the same way about Zelda in the lead until I actually played it. Granted, put a, you um, just put a hat on it. No, no, I'm gonna bring this up. I need to. I need to be able to explain myself. <laughs> um, the uh, Zelda, like Zelda, like I just worry that people kind of give these games a pass just because it's like a particular franchise that is of significance to them. Maybe, maybe like I do the same with PlayStation. Maybe it's a totally Look, I hypocritical think, thing. I think that's fair, but, but 
I just think in the past, you look at the history of this franchise and pretty much every game is like, you know, ridiculously well received. Like, I don't know. Like I, it's because it's, it's because it evolves with the times, though. I mean, all the Zelda games have been mm-hmm. different offerings of us. Like the, you know, yeah, the stories have been relatively similar, like for the most part. But each game has been like a completely different sort of gameplay style. So yeah, and like Breath of the Wild, like whilst it was you know an open world game, it did things that like no other open world game had done before like your ability to sort of climb pretty much anything was incredible uh and the sort of environmental puzzle solving that you would just kind of stumble across was just awesome um i don't see mario odyssey is doing anything like that that sort of like makes it stand out in any other way other than it's mario in an open world setting and you can Um, put a hat on things and you can and the hat has eyes yeah so i like i'm looking for those gameplay beats that make it sort of stand out um, I'm not convinced I've seen that yet, mm. if that makes sense. Um, but anyhow, like I thought Nintendo's conference was very, very impressive. Like I think the way that they've just sort of, um, they're doubling down on Switch as a console. They're really sort of, uh, giving people what they've been asking for. Granted, it might be a little way off. Um, but I think like the Zelda expansion, um, uh, the Metro 2 remake coming 3DS, like really excites me too. Cause that's not a game I've had the opportunity to play. So being able to play it sort of in this sense excites me as well. I was a little um, bit like disappointed. No virtual console was mentioned at all. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a bit strange. Yeah, I I wonder I wonder where they're at with that. I wonder if they're just like not quite ready to discuss it, or like it's too far away from becoming a reality that they didn't want to discuss it. But I just think it's I, an easy I know way that was like for them to pad out their gaps. Do you know what I mean? For pe- yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah, like I, I don't quite know what their their go is with that because they've always been like talking about this their subscription platform and that having like virtual kind of games in the mix. Maybe they want to get that off the ground first. I don't know. Um, but that was like the one like noticeable omission from I think from their conference. Um, that being said, though, like I think as much of as as much as like the PlayStation announcements stood out to me and were relevant to my interests, I think my game of the show, or sorry, my like conference of the show, has to go to Bethesda um, purely because I just respect that the way they handle their E3 press conferences. They they show these games, they announce these games, they show gameplay of them, and then they're like, it's coming out this year. Like, I think that's the way that you, they should go about it. Um, otherwise, we're sort of like going through this patch that, that, you know, PlayStation suffered from, and I suspect Nintendo in the future, where we have a game announced, and then we see that next year we see a, a cinematic trailer, and then after that we see gameplay, and then finally get a release date, where yeah. you kind of get all of that in one hit from Bethesda. Um, True. I think I said then, to... Oh, just like with Bethesda, like I said to Steven last year, like it's really, um, it's really cool how Bethesda, like, so their big, their big game last year was Dishonored 2. <laughs> and, you know, uh-huh. even though that that game isn't a AAA game by normal standards, like a Battlefield or a COD or anything, Bethesda still put all of their money and advertising and I guess like weight behind it. And I feel like they're doing that with yeah. Wolfenstein this year and even within, uh-huh. like they, they don't, they're not just about their fallouts and their Skyrims. And I really appreciate that that's, they made Wolfenstein and, you know, it's what's the other one, sorry, even within, like, the stars of their conference, you know? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And if they can sort of, like, trade, like, first-person shooters, like, the way Battlefield and Battlefront are doing, like, between Wolfenstein and Doom, like, I'd like, be totally and, down and for that. And Prey, like, they're just, even though they're still first-person games, like, they're... And Prey, yeah, they're, they're absolutely. so different, like, and I used to hate them because I thought they were just a Fallout and a Skyrim factory, but now they're, they're more than that. Yeah, they've diversified quite quite well, I think. Although I won't um, forgive them for Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> oh my god. Still struggling with that one, huh? 
Yes. <laughs> uh, so have we heard everyone's kind of like of the show winner of the show then winner of E3 Brody did we hear yours yeah I think I went with Nintendo in the end I think yeah okay alright cool did we hear yours yeah uh, yeah, I was, yeah I you said Bethesda he just said Bethesda oh, okay. yeah glad, glad to know you're listening Matt and not just messaging the discord privately about your, your cat snoring, snoring cat <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, yeah, I, I did call you out on so that. So you're gonna get you're gonna get a Snapchat. I, I read that tweet <laughs> that James embedded, like while you were talking just then, and I almost lost my mind, like laughing. While we should um, be careful how how much we talk about our private. Chat, wow, so. yeah, we won't, we won't go into what it says, but yeah, you and that picture you sent me, that's like not the size. Let's it just is. say you, it's you hilarious. <laughs> just. Uh, all right, let's play what the wiki, shall we? I am prepped for it. Oh, what's this? how do we? How do we keen? Uh, James, have we played What the Wiki with you before? No. We have? <laughs> no, we've not. Oh, okay. So James, James is going to be good at this. What the Wiki is the sarcastic game show where the host reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and you, the contestants, must guess the game. Uh, you can guess along at home. We just won't hear you. Um, so basically, James, I'm going to read out like a Wikipedia description of oh an God, unknown so game excited. and you're going to have to try and guess what the game is. Yeah. Um, have we cleared up the buzzing situation? You have to like say your name. You oh, have to, okay. We cleared yeah. that up last week. Yeah, we cleared up. So you have to you have to buzz in James, and then you can have a guess of what the game is. Cool. Um, uh, and first, the first to guess two games correctly wins the round. And what do we win? Win the round, you get added on my notes as receiving a point. Oh. As last year's champion, <laughs> so we get you don't trophy? even get like acknowledgement. <laughs> Okay. No, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna improve that. I was I was broke at the time. I couldn't afford a good prize, but you know I'll. You're not save the one who should be giving it out. Done. It's Shannon who should be giving it out. I still want my damn trophy. Will you take cash? <laughs> Can I have an old lanyard? Yes. <laughs> I bought a fidget spinner off you. Does oh, that, I don't want that. Does that count? No. You bought yours. I got mine for free, or I stole it. I don't know. Which. Oh yeah, you're right. Actually, Matt no, did I just, just give you. One, I just right? handed it office. over. So. No, oh, I never gave it. I back. see who it is. Playing favorites. Uh, all right. Game number one. Contestants, are you ready? Sure. Yes. Yes. I think <laughs> ready so. As be. I'm so nervous. The game is an action role-playing game in which players take the role of a freelancer donning fully customizable exosuits called javelins. Brody? These suits... Brody? Oh, Anthem? It is Anthem. Brody hey. is off the mark. Oh. Uh, well played. Uh, Why did didn't... You... I'm Why amazed you... you knew any of that. How did you know that? Games well, you... that aren't you... recent, damn it. <clears throat> you said exosuit. And I just assumed. I <laughs> oh, okay. No, it's got to be. It's got to be relevant. I've got to give some. Javelins. No, it doesn't. Context. Right. Yeah, exosuits are called javelins. I've learned something to Wikipedia. I knew that too. I was just slow. <laughs> okay. Uh, game number two. We're ready. Yep. <laughs> uh, the game is an upcoming action adventure video game developed by Mercury Steam and published James. by Nintendo for the <laughs> Nintendo 3DS. James? Um, Metroid Samus Returns. Ah, nailed it, yes. I was nah. wondering Ooh. if people were going to actually remember what that game was called and not just the... Uh, Metroid you, 2 Metroid remake. 2 remake. <laughs> Do you yeah, even yeah. know me? Like... You're on the you're on the ball. So switched on. Uh, okay, so you guys are both on a point each. So if either of you guess the next game correctly, you will win this round. Matt, the pressure's on. The game is a multiplayer tactical action adventure game played from a Brody. third person view. Oh no! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Skull and bones. Oh, it is Skull and Bones. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my how god! You fuck got that, off. Well no, that's oh, okay. Multiplayer tactical. Cheating. And I know the way your mind works, Ewan. I know the way your mind works. I call cheating, and this did is you, why we can't yeah, use recent games, it? god damn it. I did not. I'm just fluking it, I swear. 
Mm. You didn't sneak into the Google Doc and, and guess that from I that? didn't, but I will say, you probably shouldn't upload it beforehand. Well, that sounds like you cheated. I, I didn't, like I promise you I didn't, this but like I knew this would happen. Trump-esque. I, I know I'm a savant. Yeah, Russia wired me the, the answer. I demand an FBI <laughs> investigation into Brody and Ewan's uh, uh, ongoing... Uh, Romance. Collusions. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be one of the most impressive guesses. I think it's because they both own fidget spinners. Well, I, I, for one, I, I thought it was either going to be Far Cry because you love Far Cry, or it was going to be Skull and tactical. Bones because you love pirates. Oh. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's true. But like, does it scream multiplayer tactical action adventure game? Multiplayer, but not tactical. I don't know. I just can't. Play well, it. it'll be tactical. Well, I, I thought the naval combat and uh, thing was pretty tactical. Anyhow, well, uh, pending review, Brody <laughs> gets a point there, winning that round. Can you so check Brody, who's looked you're... at the documents? Sorry? Can you check who's looked at the documents? Uh, I probably can, actually. Well, go into that and have a look. Okay. Uh, right. And then you'll clear my name. <laughs> uh, so, Brody, you're actually in the lead now for What the Wiki Season 2, uh, with two points Stephen trailing uh, and Matt trailing on one point each. Pending um, review. Pending, pending review. I'll add brackets. Pending review. There you go. Uh, and with that, let's bring an end to what was episode 104 of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice. Just search The Startcast. Follow Press Start on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at press.au. Visit the site, of course, at pressstart.com.au and join the conversation using the hashtag, hashtag The Startcast. I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. And joining us today was Matt. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at MVsMari or Instagram at MatthewVZ. Uh, so far I've had two people suggest that they don't want to fight me on Twitter, um, which is great. So if you do want to fight me on Twitter, then join in and fight me on Twitter. So I have a lot of respect for the people that you've asked for people to fight you and they said, we're not going to fight you. Like I, that's just really passive. Well, I love now it. looking at, looking at our, all our Facebook commenters, like surely someone can get on Twitter and fight me. So, <laughs> uh, joining us today was also James. Um, hate doing this. Um, so yes, you can catch me on at jam. <laughs> I'm on at jam, so it's a t j a m z. Little bit of self promotion never hurts, James. Yeah, it's all good. No, that's that's fine. Chances are, no one's listening at this point. Anyhow, they found out that Brody won what the wiki and just tuned the hell out of here. I swear uh, a lot. They when found I out he cheated. Well, so I don't know. That's, that's all right. A- no, we don't care about swearing anymore. Okay, I can't cool. be bothered. I didn't take any notes down, so cool. sod that. Uh, Brody was also joining us today. Yes, thank you. Um, You can catch me on most things uh, at Brody underscore DG. And if you can't find yeah. me, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> catch me on most things. I love that. Social bits and pieces and most things. Most things. Thanks very much for joining the cast today, guys. That was our E3 2017 extravaganza spectacular. We will see you for E3 next year, as well as the podcast next week. <laughs> Please tune in next week. <laughs> Until then, happy gaming. Bye. Bye. Pre-order Metroid.